Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. I hope everyone is having a wonderful 4th of July weekend. It's a great time to be on the water and in the outdoors. Anglers on Devil's Lake continue enjoying some nice walleye success. Work 14, 15 feet out to about 24 feet around Graham's Island with improving success around the Golden Highway using spinners and nightcrawlers or leeches. It also doesn't hurt to try crankbaits in about 13 to 14 feet. East Bay slowed a little though in the past week, but look for white bass yet. Success continues on Jamestown Reservoir. Look for some crappie from Pipestem Reservoir. And Lake Ashtabula remains the panfish destination, including bluegill activity with several nice-sized fish showing up. There's also smallmouth bass and crappie, and even some pike yet. Work the edges of the weeds and brake lines, casting lindy rigs and night crawlers, or slip bobbers and leeches, and you might find some walleye. Out west, the Missouri River remains fair for small walleye in the spillway channel on the Missouri River tailrace, and there are good catfish numbers in the river working slack water below the tailrace. The chutes are fair for walleye, but there's limited trout or salmon success. Try morning or evening from boats using three-way swivels or from shore off the rocks for walleye. Lake Sakakawea is fair for walleye on the east end in a variety of depths. Try a variety of presentations and baits, working shallow out to about 15 feet. A few salmon are finally starting to show up in about 50 to 80 feet using downriggers with white flashers and squids or herring. In addition, the east end is still producing some pike and smallmouth bass remain active. The Van Hook Arm is finally providing more walleye activity. Try spinners or lindy rigs and night crawlers with some leech success, working 14 to 22 feet around any structure, moving around throughout the upper end of the van hook arm. And finally, for something different, New Johns Lake is worth a try for musky anglers out there. Just remember to release any musky less than 48 inches. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator again, Read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. And you want to talk about a guy who spends his time out on the water we want to welcome Mr. Johnny Candle from Devil's Lake, North Dakota, to the show. Johnny, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, it's uh, it's a good day to be alive, right? Uh, 
fish are biting all around us and devil's lake is absolutely on fire so yeah we mentioned in the the first segment of the show you know a lot of talk of of remember the good old days and and i think in the outdoors and fishing and certainly in devil's lake we are in the midst of the good old days right now right here today and and you got to get out and take advantage of it oh for sure and uh you know kyle i i don't like any kind of negative connotation on devil's lake but we're kind of in the midst of a perfect storm for the short term. And what I mean by that is Devil's Lake obviously flooded rising water for years and years and years. And the fish population exploded with that big rising water surge. Uh, and now the water for the last several years has been going the other direction. Uh, but the barrel is still full of fish. It just got smaller. So what we've got is this gigantic population of fish and about 40,000 acres less water than what we're used to, to find them in. So it's a little easier to find them. The spots become a little more obvious and uh, there's a lot of fish on the spots. So you don't have to move around near as much. So you might as well get out here, take advantage of it. Uh, I don't know how long it'll last. I kind of hope it doesn't last a long time. I'd like to see a little more water in the lake. I'd like to see the population sustain itself and i have no reason to think it won't you know it sounds like a guy like me could go up there and actually put a few in the boat and uh that is exactly what we did here this past weekend and uh thanks to some tips from you and i mean just a fishery that is absolutely incredible right now as you alluded to johnny what if folks are are headed up there folks are looking to to make a weekend to make a trip up to devil's lake what kind of fishing is going to bring some, well, I know a lot of kinds of, a lot of techniques <laughs> will bring success. What are your recommendations? Yeah, you said we only had nine minutes, so I don't know if I can fit it all in. But uh, uh, right now, guys, you can do whatever you want. If you like to fish shallow, there's plenty of fish shallow. Casting jigs and soft plastics or crankbaits has put fish in a boat especially when you have a little bit of a breeze blowing into a nice shoreline. And we've had plenty of that. If you like to sit and watch bobbers soak and get excited when two or three go down at the same time, find yourself a nice piece of classic walleye structure, some rock piles, a weed edge, something like that. Set your bobbers within a foot of the bottom and let a leech float around and it won't be long before the bobber goes under. And the last thing that I've been doing a lot of especially to help me locate some fish is dragging a good old bottom bouncer and spinner. It's a code of tradition, right? You put that piece of wire and lead on a 30 inch leader, a hammered gold or a hammered silver spinner and a half a night crawler and drag it down any flooded road along a weed edge or down a rock spine. And you're going to intercept some walleyes somewhere along the way. Fish are shallow, deep and somewhere in the middle right now, whatever you want to do, you can make it work to put a walleye in your boat at Devil's Lake. Johnny, when, when we're looking at this, uh, one of the things we noticed last weekend was uh, we, we did some bobber fishing one of the mornings. As the day went on, things got a little bit slower, but but this was an opportunity to, to pay, really pay attention to electronics because on the electronics, we could see that there were uh, not bait fish, but bugs hatching and rising up. And those fish were, were pulling off the bottom and actually cruising around probably three, four feet off the bottom. We raised our bobbers up and and lo and behold, we started getting bit again. Exactly. You don't pay for marine electronics to just tell you how deep the water is anymore, fellas. It's uh, it's you got to keep glancing down at them. Uh, I notice that a lot too when I'm bobber fishing. Maybe not that they're moving off the bottom, 
But when I start marking fish directly under the boat while I've got bobbers 25 feet behind me, it doesn't take long to either reel one in and set it next to the boat or grab a jig rod and put a leech on it and drop it right over the side. Uh, take advantage of those opportunities. When you see something change, adjust to it, and you'll put fish in the boat all day long here in Devil's Lake. You know, Johnny, I think that's one one uh, thing that could really, that bit of advice is one thing that could really help out a lot of anglers. A lot of anglers go out and say, I'm going to tie up these rods in the morning and that's what I'm going to do all day. And I'm going to go here and I'm going to go here and I'm going to go here. It seems like you really, really got to pay attention. And, you know, it, it can change every five minutes. It could change every hour. It could change with weather. It can change with time of day. It can change with what you're learning on the lake. And you need to be open to being able to change, whether it's presentations, whether it's uh, your location on the lake, the water depth, to be able to ch- make those changes during the day. You know, a lot of people don't, it seems like, because they're afraid that they're going to make the wrong choice. If you make enough wrong choices, you're going to get into some right choices too. You know, and, <laughs> and that's how you learn. Yeah, uh, my last guide trip, Scotty, I started the morning casting a shoreline, caught one or two fish, didn't like it, went out, pulled some bottom bouncers and spinners around, caught a couple of fish, but it was always in the same little circle, right? Catch one going one direction and one going the other. And I said, if they're only going to bite in one spot, then I'm only going to sit in one spot, hit the spot lock, threw the bobbers out, and within an hour had a limit. So fish three different techniques two different locations but you look at the clues you pay attention to what you see around you and you make the adjustments that make the most sense and you're going to have success now some days that comes in the first hour of the day other days it takes me till two o'clock in the afternoon before i find that magic combination that secret recipe if you want to call it but isn't that kind of the fun of fishing I kind of enjoy the challenges. I enjoy the changes. I enjoy figuring it out and sharing with my guide clients what I'm doing. I'm constantly explaining, here's what I'm thinking. Here's why I'm changing. And they really seem to enjoy the learning opportunities as well. That is part of being not just a fishing promoter, but a fishing educator, something you have uh, always done very well, Johnny. Uh, that That's a real benefit to be able to uh, spend some time in the boat with you is what you're going to learn Hey, uh, just a quick question, because I know this is maybe not one of the glamorous parts of of fishing Devil's Lake, but with the water levels lowering, with the water going down, as you mentioned early on here, we need to be watching for hazards, right? I I know that's an issue. What what is your advice for folks there just to avoid a potential problem with some of those hazards out there? Absolutely. There's a lot of stumps or trees because they're in too deep of water to call a stump. When they're 20 feet down, I, I have a hard time calling that a stump. But there's a lot of stuff showing its ugly heads above the water right now. Here's my advice. If you're in the main part of Devil's Lake, so let's say if you're from Graham's Island to the east, the thing you need to remember is that was always Devil's Lake. That's always been there. The flooding didn't really affect that part of the lake near as much. Any water deeper than 24 feet was always water. That means there are no trees, there are no stumps, there are no hazards to hit if you are deeper than 24 feet. So when you're in 24 feet of water or more, drive however you want. When you start to go towards shore to fish and get shallower than 24 feet, 
even though you might feel a little silly, just slow down to idle and take your time getting into shore. 24 feet of water to two feet of water is not a long idle. It's going to take you three or four minutes and you're going to be safe. When you get west of Graham's Island up into the Mave Cooley and Pelican Lake, the same thing holds true, but it's about 16 feet of water. So that, that part of the lake was a little shallower. If you want to be 100% certain you're safe, stay in water deeper than 16 feet when you're running. And when you get shallower than that, just slow down a little. Always ask the people riding with you to not sit there and gab with each other, but to be an extra set of eyes. I ask my guide clients every day, please keep your eye out in case I miss something. And again, if you're not certain, just slow down. You'll be fine. That is awesome advice, Johnny. Thank you. Uh, if folks want to ask a question about Devil's Lake, if they want to uh, book a day to spend some time in the boat with you, how can they find you? JohnnyCandle.com is my website. That's a uh, real original. I thought for years on what I wanted to name my website and came up with JohnnyCandle.com. You can find me there or you can follow me on Facebook at Johnny Candle Professional Angler email, Facebook messenger, text message, phone call, you name it. I'll answer it. Uh, reach out. I'll help you any way I can. Fantastic. Thanks for spending some time with us this morning. Well, it is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Until next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.